Mr. Mark's Classroom. This is the podcast dedicated to intentional leadership in childhood ministry. Mr. Mark's goal is to resource you with tools, ideas, and a passion for leading kids to become lifelong followers of Jesus. So let's get this episode rolling with the man that champions kids' ministry today, Mr. Mark Jones. Hey friends, so glad you could join me today. I want to just challenge you to think about the way preschoolers learn. I know sometimes we're trying to enlist people to come and work in our preschool, but they don't really understand how preschoolers learn. They understand elementary because maybe they've seen that or, or they remember that as a child, but no one remembers preschool. And they always kind of take this idea of childcare. And I love it that they are trying to build relationships. They're loving, they're, they're keeping the children safe, but we really need to be teaching the Bible. So let's look at the eight ways preschoolers learn. This week, I'm going to talk about the first four in part one. And then in part two next week, we'll look at the next four because I want us to be able to look at the eight ways preschoolers learn and give you a couple of ideas too. So the first way preschoolers learn are through senses. And so let's see if we can say those, taste, touch, hearing, smelling, seeing. Uh, All of those are going to be really great at helping kids connect with what you're teaching. So let me just say uh, that anything like when you're teaching an infant, I mean, obviously they put stuff in their mouth. They uh, are experiencing everything. So I want you to think about how can I bring senses into whatever I'm teaching in my learning centers. Let me give you a couple of ideas. This one, I think you may have seen me talk about it before, is a new pill carrier, um, sorter, it's new, and I put a piece of cotton ball in there and you put clear extract. So I'm gonna put clear extract on this one and I'm gonna choose another one to do it as well. And I'm gonna fill them all up, but they're each gonna have a matching one, but you can't see it you can only smell it. So when you open it, and then you have to shut it and open another one and see if this is the one that matches. And then you decide one and four match or one and and three match or or maybe it's seven and three. I don't know. Whatever you choose to put in them, uh, but clear extract so that there's not a visual clue. There's only a smelling clue. And that would be a fun sensory type of thing. Anytime you're putting your hands in sand or, or any type of texture type of thing like that, that's going to be a win. Um, here's an auditory thing that I've featured before, too, with a brand new, uh, it's a wire slinky. I think that's important. I don't think it has to be new. This one was, but a wire slinky. And it's got a string, and you wrap that around your finger and you hold it to your ear, don't dig in your ear, just right there, stretch it out with another person, and as it bounces, and and you can bounce it too, just hit it like this, but as you bounce it, it makes this wonderful vibration sound, and the kids will love it. And so another good sensory idea that you can use there. So anytime that you're, uh, you're using your senses for learning, you're gonna be engaging preschoolers they want to be a part of that. If it's finger painting, I mean, it could just be anything. And having tasting things is also a big win. We had the Lord's Supper uh, activity. Jesus had a special supper. And uh, we actually got to talk about 
the bread and got to talk about the grape juice and even tasted. Just be sure that you hang an allergy alert sign for parents to see because we did have a gluten-free child, but we had gluten-free crackers, so it worked out really good. I just challenge you to work on some senses that you can use with your kids. Okay, the next one's curiosity. And so when you start the conversation with a child and it's going to be something like, I wonder what will happen if, I wonder if we did this, if that will, uh, and you're creating curiosity. Matter of fact, I've even put uh, puzzle pieces from a wooden inlay puzzle in a bag and let the boys draw them out and put them in the, the puzzle. Just that little bit of curiosity made a big difference. And uh, I want to challenge you, how can you talk about things that they will have to discover on their own? So here's an idea. Let me pull it over here. I know it's just a hanger and a Walmart bag. Um, but if you put one on each side of this hanger, this is the hanger that's got this little thing, and you hang this on the end of the table or something, now I have a scale. You put something in it, and is it heavier? Or is it lighter? Uh, back and forth. And you, you would frame that with questions like, I wonder which one's heavier, this one or that one? All right, well, let's see. And then we discover it for ourselves. That's curiosity. And really, it's a nature type of activity as well. Kids like nature things when we introduce the nature, you know, things that God made into our, our center. Another really good curiosity is sink and float. Will this thing that God made sink or will this one float? And then we get to kind of classify them like that. So a lot of fun. Okay, the next one is satisfaction. When a child is, is finished, when they're satisfied. So let me give you an example. Hillary comes up to the painting easel and she's painting, painting, painting. Now she's gonna cover this paper and it's gonna be so full that you should ask before she starts, where do you want your name? <laughs> and use a permanent marker and write it up there wherever she says, and that will be it. Or she can write it on there if she's old enough. And uh, then she gets to paint. She's going to paint and paint and paint. It's almost going to be completely saturated. Now, Max walks up, and he never paints. Like, this is a big deal that he's going to paint today. And he walks up, and he wants to paint. So he dips his brush in the paint, and he only uses one color, and he starts painting, and he's done. Just like that. Hillary's still painting away over there. And if you hear the teacher or hear yourself saying, come on, Max, that's so good. Let's add another color. Let's do this. Come on. And you're trying to intrigue him to do more. The truth is he's satisfied. He's done. He put it up. He's satisfied. So don't create those kind of um, issues in your classroom with behavior because you're trying to get them to do something they don't want to do. It'd be like an elementary teacher trying to get the kids just two more times, then we'll be done. Now you're done. So satisfaction is a big deal. Watch for that. Now Hillary over here, she's painting and she's she's got it completely saturated. She, she didn't have anything else to paint. And she's looking at you like, I need more paper. And you're like, Hillary, that was good. Let's move on. And you know what? She's not ready. She wants to do it again. And so the idea is take it off, put another one on there. And if you need to transition her out so that there be more room, I understand this would be a great place to say, all right, Hillary, this will be your second one. I'm anxious to see what you'll do. And after this one, 
it'll be time for someone else to have a turn. So just remember, and I'll come back and look what you make. And then she gets started. But now you've given yourself an opportunity to transition her on. So that way kids have, uh, uh, more kids have an opportunity to come and be a part of the, um, the actual painting uh, uh, exercise. So you want to be able to transition, but you're looking for satisfaction. All right, finally is play. Now, our preschoolers are learning through play. Play is a big deal. They are going to be doing all of these different centers that are set up for the reason of segueing into the Bible content. So play is important that they are doing the hard work of learning through play. It's so much fun. But whatever you've got set up segues into the Bible content, and you can keep teaching that. So be sure that you set up plenty of choices, and I say at least four choices that they get to actually experience on their own and maybe play with you whenever they're doing that. So it could be that you will also experience it with them. That's a big deal, and I challenge you to be able to set up stations where they can play because preschoolers learn through play. Well, I've got a great resource for you. It's called Classroom Swag, and you can check it out. It's right here on the sidebar. Just click Classroom Swag at Mr. Mark's Classroom and see all the details, but it's basically 20 pages of gold, things that are articles and ideas for learning centers, ideas that you can use with, um, with your elementary kids, Bible skill games, gobs of good stuff that you can uh, use in your classroom. And the best part is, you can make copies of it for all your teachers and let them start building an obese notebook of ideas that they can go to whenever they need some new, fresh ideas. So check it out, Classroom Swag. I think you're going to like it. That's it for this episode of Mr. Mark's Classroom. We invite you to leave your questions or comments on the show notes at mrmarksclassroom.com. Until next time, remember your ministry to children is a gift with eternal value. So go and make it count.